the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer: If I ever lose my faith in you, uh, from Sting and his Ten Summoners Tales uh, album, I have to say that is probably my favorite solo album from Sting. Not so much the Police, but uh, Sting himself. That has to be my favorite album. It's got such great songs on it. Fields of Gold. Um, if I ever lose my faith in you. Uh, she's too good for me. Uh, it's just, just a, a tour de force of Sting, and he plays a lot of it in concert. I know he's uh, performing again in May in Atlantic City. If we don't have uh, more restrictions and more closings, et cetera, et cetera, with this Omicron variant, which is now raging uh, through the United States, very uh, easily transmissible. Uh, we're seeing a lot more people getting infected uh, at a much quicker pace. It, it seems to not have. Uh, as bad of effects as Delta, but still, uh, you can't be too careful. My personal opinion, get vaxxed, get boosted. That's just my opinion. I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated, fully boosted. And let me tell you something. I feel a lot more comfortable. But do I wear a mask in places now? Yeah, because you can't be too careful because this thing is uh, is spreading like wildfire. I'm going to get off the COVID-19 soapbox now, um, and we will move on. We've got a fantastic show for you. Got news and notes to get to. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email, Albert G at NYC Radio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those platforms or Alexa Ready as well, Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, Hopped Up Network, HoppedUpNetwork.com. A few minutes after. Uh, 6 a.m. You can listen to the podcast. Uh, 6 a.m. Actually, after, right after the show ends, a little past midnight, uh, you can listen to the podcast version of the show. But if you go over to the Hopped Up Network, there's a plethora of other shows that you can download and listen to at your leisure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Annette Fritch. She is the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company. They're introducing a new cocktail, sure to be an enormous hit in the United States. It's from Finland. We will talk to her about that. And uh, a few other things as well. She will join me. That segment is sponsored by Samuel Adams. So uh, that's coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. Um, our mutual friends, uh, our mutual friend Brewing uh, has released a smoked beer. It's out now. Uh, you may or may not be able to get it 
uh, at the brewery. But it's inspired by a Nordic brewing tradition. We're all about the Nordic uh, co- countries here. The beverage that we're going to be talking about later on is from Finland. Here we're talking about Norway. Um, this is from the town of uh, Storgel. Storgel? I believe it is. Uh, the small municipality in Norway is a concentrated area with malt houses and home brewers, the non-commercial brewers, so dedicated to their craft that they use traditional malt made in the region to make Storzazol, a traditional Norwegian ale that uses 100% alder-smoked malt, an ingredient that is so impactful to the beer that a true Storzazol cannot be made without it. I know I'm manhandling the name. I, I apologize. Uh, in 2017, Jen Chadowski of OMF and Josh Cody of Colorado Malting Company traveled to Norway and learned about the type of beer and malt made in the region. Sharing a passion for smoked beers, the duo delighted to get firsthand exposure to the Storzazol brewing tradition that has been passed down from generation to generation, and, and as uh, Chodowski says, the beer is made at a sign house or brewing co-op by non-commercial brewers in the town. Uh, the style is relatively unknown because it is extremely regional and because of its high ABV, which is above the ABV limit for commercial production in Norway. So this comes in at 9%. Uh, it's a Norwegian-style ale. has just the right amount of smoke character as well as toffee and dark fruit attributes. Uh, it is available on a draft and in four-pack 16-ounce cans. It was... Uh, this past Tuesday, December 21st, at OMF. So it may still be there. Uh, it may not, but I uh, wanted to give you the heads up on that. Uh, the folks at our mutual friend brewing with a Nordic beer style and bringing it to Denver. And listen, I hope everybody's Christmas was a good one. I uh, hope you had a great time uh, gathering with family, doing it safe and responsibly. Hopefully um, you've got, you got some great gifts, maybe some beer-related gifts. Who knows? Christmas was good. In the Gatulo household, we had my... Uh, my in-laws live with me now, and uh, we had my uh, my brother-in-law over and sister-in-law with their kids, uh, and just a little bit of a, a you know a quick family gathering, uh, which was really nice to see everybody um, and uh, share some laughs and uh, good food and drink. Uh, we mentioned this on last week's program, but it bears um, it bears repeating. Tenth anniversary of Big Brew, New Jersey. It's going to take place Saturday, February nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, returns to the Morristown Armory. Two sessions, two hundred styles of craft beer. Great music, delicious food, wonderful vendors. Session one is from noon to four. It is music by The Outcrop. Session two will be from 5.30 to 9.30. The music is by Rock Bottom. There's a free shuttle bus to and from the Morristown train station. Compliments of the Big Brew. Starting at 11.30 in the morning. Last ride is at 9.30 p.m. from the Armory, so you've got to be on that bus to get back to the train station if you are going to take the train. Benefit from Morris Rugby Corporation. Delicious food, great music vendors. Hatchet throwing. And fun. There's going to be hatchet thrown. That's pretty cool. Uh, tickets are on sale now. BigBrewNJ.com. 21 and older with a picture ID. If, you get, if you're listening to this right now and you want to buy tickets right now, go to BigBrewNJ.com. Okay? Type in the code SANTA. You're going to save money. All right? Bottom line. You're going to save money, but it, it expires at midnight tonight. So you don't get in. You're out of luck. Just saying. Uh, Allison always puts on a great event, and uh, we love her, and I hope... That um, I hope that there are no issues. I hope that this event can go on as planned. Um, I know NYC Brew is the following week, the kickoff to New York City Beer Week. There's a lot of concerts. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and with the way this variant is raging, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this anymore, but it directly impacts a lot of events that are going to be happening. And you hope that these events are not going to be impacted. I'm just saying. Um, the sister project of Bradley Brew Project, Tall Oaks Farm and Brewery, 
uh, is going to be coming sometime next year. And what's really cool, this is from uh, the folks at Bradley Brew Project. They are opening up uh, a, um, a they, it's located on, well, why don't I just read the release instead of trying to, you know, bounce my way around it. TOFB is a natural continuation and expansion of our relentless focus on experience and approachable brews. Located on five acres of undeveloped land in Farmingdale, New Jersey, TOFB will allow us and our crew to dive deeper into lagers, wood-brewed, and unique beers and create a new nature-focused experience for our guests. Follow along at Tall Oaks Brew as we embark on this new journey while retaining everything that BBP has become and will continue to be in the future. Our Main Street Beach Brewery isn't going anywhere. Many thanks to our crew and devoted fan base for giving us the ability to continue to pursue our dreams. So another farm brewery is going to be coming to the state of New Jersey, which I think is great. That's good news. Be interested to see what they're going to brew there. They're talking about um, traditional, unique beers and create a new nature-focused experience deeper into lager. So they're going to be doing a lot of lager stuff. My guess is I'm wondering if they're going to be doing smoked beers as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. And I'm assuming it's going to be open sometime next year. I think the next time I take a trip down to um, to my cousin's house in Ocean Grove, I think I have to make a stop at Bradley Brew, Pro- uh, Brew Project and talk with the owners and see. I'd like to get, actually, I got to get them on the program. In fact, you know what? I'm going to make a trip down there uh, and see if I can get them on the um, see if I can get them on the program. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be great. Um, the Brewers Association released uh, about a week or so ago. More than 9,000 brewers operated in the U.S. in 2021. That's a 6% increase from 2020. This is according to the trade group's year in beer 2021. I'm wondering if it's more than 9,000. I know I, I, we've seen a couple of them closing. I know a couple in New Jersey. Raritan Bay Brewing is closing. Uh, a couple of other breweries are closing. So I'm wondering if that number is accurate, that it's over 9,000. I think we're on the cusp of 9,000 if you count the breweries that are closing. But that's a, it's an interesting number because, um, you know, we're seeing that increase in breweries. We're seeing people going ahead and opening a brewery in the midst of this pandemic. Um, and, again, when you have money that's, that's already been taken out, um, you know, and you're, you're paying into something, um, it's important that you get that business started. So I'm hoping that this number continues to go up. Everybody was talking during the pandemic that we might have a – you know, a mad surge of people closing. We really haven't seen that yet. We've seen a few places close because they can't make business, but most of them have stayed open and they've figured out a way to continue um, to open and move on uh, in the midst of this pandemic. And then finally, Drinkworks, which is the at-home cocktail company that was launched as a joint venture between Anheuser-Busch uh, InBev and uh, Kerrig Dr. Pepper will go dry. That the company's announced about a week and a half ago. Uh, they made the uh, difficult decision to close Drinkworks with sales of drink maker machines ceasing immediately. Sales of cocktail pods, CO2, and accessories will end March 31st, 2022. So anybody who's bought one of these units uh, very recently could probably get your money back on it. And then by next, by my next March, the end of next March, they're going to cease production. Uh, sales of all these uh, cocktail pods and things. This is a concept never really took off. They tried to make this work. You pop it in and uh, it creates a cocktail for you. Never really took off. I don't think the consumer was really ready for a pre-made cocktail because you want to be able to add your own stuff to it. That's my guess, and that's probably why sales were not that good. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world, including legalized illegal distilleries in New York City. You thought they were legal before? They weren't. 
I'll explain why coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, the Stereo MCs. God, I love this album. Connected. This is probably one of my favorite albums uh, from the guys at Stereo MCs. Every track on it is just popping. It's banging. It's an old nineties uh, techno uh, classic, and I love it. Uh, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A double T. U double L O Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email Albert G at NYC Radio.com. iTunes and Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG, uh, AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well. Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. The great folks over at the Hopped Up Network do a fantastic job.com. Do a fantastic job of curating lots of beer ca- uh, podcasts that you can download and listen to at your leisure. They do a fantastic job and I'm very happy that they host um, the podcast version of this show as well. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, uh, an interview that is sponsored in part by the Boston Beer Company. Annette Fritch, the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company. They are introducing a new cocktail, sure to be an enormous hit. It's been in the U.S. for a little bit. It's from Finland. She will join me on the program. That is taking place 10 minutes from now. A couple things to get to here in this uh, final news segment, really, for... um, 2021. First off, as I teased in our previous segment, nearly a century after Prohibition ended, New York City updating its rules to jumpstart and legitimize its growing distillery industry. The City Council on Wednesday, the 15th of December, approved a measure updating hundreds of regulations within the city's fire code, including what officials say are outdated rules that currently apply to booze-making businesses. As Councilman Joe Borelli uh, from Staten Island has said, who is the minority leader of the city council and a friend of myself and of the Joe Piscopo show as well as this show, right now these distilleries are operating outside the law. He chairs the Fire and Emergency Management Committee and push for the code changes. He said there's a real desire for more to come in, and we're hoping that setting up regulations permitting them to legally operate will help lead to more New York gins and bourbons being made and distilleries opening more tasting rooms. Now, there are 18 distilleries that operates citywide. Most of them are in Brooklyn, all of which opened in the past decade. That's according to Derek Schleselman, the vice president of the New York State Distillers Guild. However, these distilleries technically fell under fire safety codes for the manufacturing and storing of storage of flammable liquids that hadn't been updated since 2008. At that time, lawmakers had yet to take into account that the same safety rules drafted for businesses producing or storing flammable liquids like acetone and gasoline would someday apply to distilleries boiling up, storing, and serving craft bourbon and gin, which is far less flammable. Uh, The code revisions include setting up new storage, ventilation, and other requirements for distilleries of all sizes that enable them to operate within with higher quantities of flammable liquids than other businesses. A Schleselman, who also owns Van Brunt Stillhouse in Red Hook, praised the city for taking steps to regulate the industry in a practical way, but believes... It missed an opportunity to revolutionize how fire codes across America address each kind of alcohol. He says, such details in the law would not only make the business of craft distilling more robust and successful, but it would also increase public safety at the same time. And I don't don't know if New York City law can supersede national law. It would have to be a a law put in place nationally. So 
you know, that's something for Congress. I, 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 you know, listen, kudos to Councilman Borelli and the city council for passing this law, getting these things, uh, this fire code up to spec so that more distilleries can come to New York and brew, uh, you know, or brew, I should say, create more gin and bourbon. That's a good thing, and it helps. It's a small business. Good stuff. Thank, kudos to you, uh, Councilman Joe Borelli. Now, here's, here's a good one. Uh, beer belly, right? We know this. People drink too much beer. You get a lot of, uh, you know, you get glut, all right? I mean, you get a beer belly, right? Adam Stump, listen to this. He's a pastor, but he can't have bread, can't have cake or pasta. In fact, he cannot have any carbohydrates at all unless he wants to get so drunk that he eventually passes out. Listen to this. Stump suffers from auto brewery syndrome. It's a rare condition, very rare, in which his body ferments carbohydrates and then turns them into alcohol in his stomach. The more carbohydrates he consumes, the drunker he gets. Stump is a pastor in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was at first bewildered by his drunken behavior. It led his wife, Janet, to worry that he was secretly an alcoholic. And he said at the start, my wife didn't believe I'd been drinking. She thought I was sneaking it somewhere. Had to convince her I hadn't been drinking. It was terrible for her to think that I was living a double life. When I was diagnosed, she collapsed. She couldn't take any more stress. I don't blame her, right? This guy would slur his speech. He'd black out. He'd walk around talking but not remember any of it. He'd get belligerent, combative. He didn't hurt anyone. He threw a dining room table once, had to get a friend to calm him down. He said, there were a few times when my wife would be looking for me and I'd be in strange places like the garden or laying on the basement floor with no recollection of how I got there. So they did extensive tests on him, and doctors discovered that the father of four was suffering from a very rare condition where carbohydrates became fermented in his stomach. He had to give up carbs almost completely. He lives on a high-protein diet consisting of meat, eggs, and cheese. So ABS, autobrewery syndrome, is also known as gut fermentation syndrome. It's caused by an overgrowth of yeast in the gut that turns excess carbs from food into alcohol. The alcohol is then absorbed into the bloodstream and sufferers become drunk. So according to Healthline, you can't be born with ABS, but other genetic conditions such as Crohn's disease, which can generate excess yeast in the gut, could lead to an attack. And get this, there is no cure. So this guy can't even have pizza can't have pasta, can't drink beer, certainly. I mean, listen, you can make the joke. He's a cheap date. Give him a loaf of bread. Eventually, he's going to get drunk. This is horrible. I feel for this guy I, I and, and, and others out there that suffer from this. That's a horrible thing to have, to have to carry. I, I mean, I, ho- I honestly hope that this guy gets some help. Uh, Adam Stubbs, a great story from AmericanCraftBeer.com. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by it. And then finally... The big news out of San Diego, Sweetwater Brewery has acquired Green Flash Brewing. Uh, this from Brandon Hernandez from the San Diego Beer News. Does a great job curating all of the stuff that's going on in San Diego uh, in terms of beer. So uh, um, Sweetwater Brewery, which is Atlanta-based, is in the process of a brand acquisition of the Green Flash Brewing and Alpine Beer Company portfolios. Green Flash's ownership apparently la- a couple Fridays ago addressed employees at its Mira Mesa headquarters to announce the acquisition. Uh, it became final this past week, and upon completion, Sweetwater, the country's 11th largest craft brewing company, will begin the process of moving production of Green Flash and Alpine products to their facility in Fort Collins, Colorado. Following the transition, it's expected to take about uh, a couple of months. Green Flash's current ownership group, WCIPA LLC, will cease operations at the Mira Mesa Brewery. Now, employees who remain with the company throughout the, the wind-down of the facility will be offered severance. Um, 
this is unbelievable. So the only way that these people are going to be able to keep their jobs, apparently they're going to, um, uh, the former Green Flash ownership will maintain possession of the company's brewing and seller equipment, as well as other assets at its headquarters. The 45,000-square-foot facility expected to be put on the market for entrepreneurs interested in a turnkey brewery opportunity. That scenario reportedly the only one in which Green Flash staffers will have a chance of remaining employed. The fate of the Alpine Beer Company pub in East County's Alpine community has yet to be determined, although sources say it appears most likely that venue will remain property of WCIPA LLC will be shuttered, and that will leave zero physical trace of Green Flash in the county where it was founded and maintained a large presence for nearly two decades. This is unbelievable. So what a what a demise of this brewery. So um, I have, I was at this brewery in 2017 when they were starting to have a downturn. The original owner of Green Flash, Mike Hinckley, uh, determined to make this brewery a success. They wanted to expand operations to the East Coast. They were the 37th largest craft brewery in the U.S. in 2016. They were producing 91,000 barrels of beer a year. They employed more than 200 San, Di- San Diegans. Um, this is unbelievable. It was produced in over half the states in the nation. You can get it here in New York. I believe in New Jersey as well. And within a couple, within uh, between 2017 and 2018, the company went belly up. The guy lost money, didn't tell his investors, had to lay off people, two rounds of layoffs. I was at their facility with my wife. Beautiful building. It's a beautiful building. Tanks, everything. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous. The beer wasn't that good. They were having issues. I don't know if it was the brewer, whatever whatever the case may be, right? Um, and then, you know, uh, he had Chuck Silver uh, was the brewmaster in 2004. He left the company in 2015. He started his own business in Paso Robles, uh, Silver Brewing, which is not too far from uh, Firestone Walker. And then, um, you know, they had... Uh, uh, they bring in Alpine. Pat Valerie and Sean uh, McKennedy were uh, were with Alpine, brought them in. They basically got cut out of the whole thing. I mean, this is just, it's horrible. So Green Flash ended up closing their Virginia Beach location. and got picked up by New Realm. Um, Comerica Bank uh, seized their assets. And now Sweetwater Brewing has come in to take over the company, basically transport everything to Colorado. Although the beer is still going to be sold in San Diego, it will no longer be brewed in San Diego. It's going to be brewed. In Colorado, this is just terrible news, and I hope that the people that are still employed there, I hope somebody comes in and takes this facility and makes it into a brewery, because this is just a shame as what what has happened over there at Green Flash Brewing and Alpine Beer Company. It's just it's it's horrible. It's great for Sweetwater, good for them. They acquire another brewery, but um, you know, to those fans that were a fan of Green of Green Green Flash Brewery, it's, it's the end of an era. I mean, completely, the company is is essentially going to be wiped off the map here. That's terrible news, and you never want to see that uh, at any time. So uh, it's a shame, and I hope that somebody comes in and uh, takes over the building and employs these people, and they start cranking out beer again under whatever name that they decide to name it and puts out great stuff because it wasn't too far from um, Ale Smith. It was a, just a really, really sweet location uh, in Mira Mesa. What a shame. Uh, when we come back after a short break, Annette Fritch, the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T. 
U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A.G. Craft Beer Cast, uh, via iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just do a search for A.G. Craft Beer Cast. iHeartRadio, of course, uh, Odyssey.com, or just head over to the Hopped Up Network, uh, the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can download and listen to the podcast version of this show whenever you want. Usually it's out Monday mornings, a few minutes after the show ends, uh, shortly after midnight on Monday morning. Now, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Boston Beer Company. And my guest is the Senior Director of Product Development uh, Manager for the Boston Beer Company. They're introducing a new cocktail that is sure to be an enormous hit in the United States. Uh, for more information, just go over to bostonbeer.com and you can find out where the beverage is uh, at your local uh, liquor store. So let me welcome onto the Craft Beer Cast for the first time, Annette Fritch. Annette, how are you? I'm great, Al. Nice to talk to you. You got it. Now, Annette, the new drink that is on shelves right now is called Bevy Long Drink. And I know that it comes from Finland, but for the audience, what is a long drink? It's a great question. So long drink is actually the national cocktail of Finland. It was developed in 1952 for the Summer Olympics in Helsinki. And it is a blend of citrus, primarily grapefruit, with gin and tonic. And ours, actually, Bevy Long Drink, is a citrus-flavored beverage with a light note of wild juniper berries. Okay. It's really thirst-quenching, it's refreshing, it's sweet, and it's packed with flavor. And with, with seltzers like Truly, ciders like Angry Orchard, and beers like Sam Adams, perhaps there are people out there who don't care for any of those beverages when they're celebrating with friends or just you know hanging out. And this provides them with another alternative. Was that the thinking behind this creation? Absolutely, exactly. So ultimately, people want refreshment, and they don't want to sacrifice taste. So there's this evolving landscape of cocktails in the market, and what we wanted to create was an easy-drinking beverage, 5.8%, full-flavored, light like a seltzer, so that's there, but also more balanced like a cocktail. We're talking with Annette Fritsch, uh, the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company. They're introducing a new cocktail that is sure to be an enormous hit in the United States. For more information, uh, just go to bostonbeer.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this, Annette. Is this drink gluten-free? Because there's a lot of people out there who can't drink beer because of the gluten. They want something a little bit different. Is this beverage gluten-free? It's actually not gluten-free. Okay. Um, we do have a lot of beverages that are, but this one isn't. Okay. And and correct me if I'm wrong, Annette, uh, as I was reading the press release, this is a gin drink, it, but it has no gin in it. Is that right? Correct. We're actually, we were really inspired by the drink with the gin. And so we wanted to bring in the wild juniper berries to bring it back to gin with those botanicals. But we wanted to express that in a way that actually could be given to you in a larger format. So you can get this in a 24-ounce can, which you can't actually get a gin drink in. So that's a, a win for the customer, and I think people will really like it. Uh, we're talking with Annette Fritz. She is the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company, and they're introducing... A new cocktail. It's sure to be an enormous hit in the United States. You can get it at uh, your local liquor stores. It is out now. For more information, uh, just go to bostonbeer.com to find out where it's located uh, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast uh, on AM 970, The Answer. So, Annette, your job is as the Senior Director of Product Development. You're out there searching for the latest, uh, you know, new cocktail or new drink uh, to bring uh, to people uh, in the United States. Um, How rewarding is it? to be able to dive into this creative process of discovering and then creating a new drink for consumption? Oh, man. it's I can't say I don't love my job, meaning I love it. <laughs> right. So um, 
the truth is I'm never bored. I get to try new things all the time. I get to work on our current brands and bring new line extensions there. But I also like to work on new brands like Bevy. And so I can express our creativity and bring new innovation. So I feel pretty lucky to work for Boston Beer. You know, and, and I ask this of, of brewers a lot on, on my program uh, the science of beer is very much, obviously, like the science of food. When you're creating a new beverage, and I know you do have a background uh, in brewing and you've brewed beer before, when, when you're mm-hmm. approaching a beer, are you approaching it from the standpoint of a chef with a recipe? Like, I, I want this beverage to, to pair with a particular type of food? A lot of things I think about are the overall balance that the drinker wants in their occasion. So if they're thinking about a current... A, place they want to drink it, like Bevy, we want to offer something that's really refreshing but full flavor. And other products, you may want to hit a different occasion. There's basically a drink out there for every occasion and for every type of drinker. And we really think Bevy brings in something new and something different, being so full flavored but also light and refreshing. And and Annette, did you discover this drink? Were you on a trip in, in Finland when you discovered this and said, you know, this would be perfect, you know, for the American audience because it's a little bit different from what um, a lot of people are drinking in the United States or, you know, was it something that you were reading about or somebody maybe in passing said, hey, you need to try this? How did you discover this? So we're at about 70 years since the drink was discovered or created in Finland, and that brought new excitement to us. So we started to try the long drink here, and we were just really thrilled with the overall balance, and that was our major inspiration. And then thinking about Finland and it being a winter wonderland and how that works perfect for the holidays, we thought this was a, a great drink to bring back to the U.S. And, and Annette, and we're talking with Annette Fritz. She's the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company. They've introduced this new cocktail, uh, which is called the Bevy Long Drink, and it is out on shelves now. You can go to bostonbeer.com uh, to find out where it's located at your local liquor store. Um, uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So what are consumers looking for as we head into uh, the next year, into 2022? I think ultimately... The consumer wants refreshment, but they don't want to sacrifice taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're looking for new opportunities to try something new and perhaps get whisked away. Travel's been reduced for a lot of people. And so we can actually experience Finland here in the U.S. And that's an extra bonus that Betty brings. See, that's kind of cool. I, I Experience Finland without actually having to travel to Finland. So maybe as we're getting into, you know, New Year's parties or something, maybe somebody wants to throw like a, a Finland-esque New Year party and Bevy Long Drink can be a part of that. Absolutely. Get some gnomes, get some Bevy. It'll be a great time. See, I like I see. I like the way you're thinking, Annette. This is good. I like this. This is really good. And And how it must be really great, though, to be able to travel the world to find – these different drinks. I had been reading a book uh, and had interviewed the authors uh, called uh, uh, Gastro Obscura, and they were talking about all the different uh, foods and beverages that they found across the world. Isn't it remarkable that you can go to a, you know, a country and you know, discover something that maybe, you know, that obviously people in the country know about, but very few outside of the country know about, and then bring that, um, that drink back to the United States to introduce people to it? 
absolutely. I think the U.S. is a great space to try different cultures and experience them through food and beverages. And food and beverages are so integral to the culture. So if you go to a new country, trying what they're eating and drinking is an awesome way to understand the culture. And having the opportunity to experience Finland here in the U.S. every day, which I think everybody is going to want to with Bevy, uh, that allows us to travel and get into different cultures. I, I don't know if there's a better way to do it. Right. A Bevy Long Drink is the name of the drink. It is out in stores now. You can go to bostonbeer.com uh, uh, to find out where it is. Last question from me, Annette. Uh, in your travels to Finland, aside from the cocktail, what was the most unique thing that you either uh, that you either ate or drank while you were there? Oh, boy. Well, I think that the really awesome thing about these types of cocktails is that we can eventually bring them into different types of fruits. So we actually also have a berry flavor bevy long drink. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of opportunities to try the different types of fruits and combinations with these back notes of botanicals from Jen. That is what really excited me. So there are, there are different flavors to this drink. It's not just one particular flavor. There are two flavors to this. Right now, yes, there's a citrus refresher, which is a combination of citrus, and we also have berry right now. Oh, that's cool. And and obviously you can explore, obviously gin has so many different, you know, the ways that you can pair gin uh, with particular cocktails. So there's a way that you can, you know, explore this and expand upon it uh, with different flavors in the near future. Definitely. And, and those out there who love gin knows gin comes in a variety of flavors, so we can find the best gin that complements the fruit. So that's a really exciting way that these can be built. Well, I'm looking forward to trying it. My guest has been Annette Fritz. She is the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company. They've introduced this new co- cocktail. It is called the Bevy Long Drink. It is Finland's best-kept secret, and now it's here uh, in the United States. For more information on that, just go to bostonbeer.com. Annette, thanks so much for joining me tonight on the program. Very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Nothing like sticks, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing like it. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Facebook dot com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio dot com. iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. iHeart um, Radio. Um, Odyssey.com, we're all over the place, including the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. Usually a few minutes after this show ends uh, live, you can uh, listen, well, plausibly live. Um, And then you can download and listen to the podcast version of this show whenever you feel like it. Sticks actually touring again uh, come... uh, is it July, August? I think it's August. It is Styx, Ario Speedwagon, and Loverboy at PNC. And that might be a show I might go to. Um, 
First off, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Friday. It's fantastic. I don't have to take a day off from work. Uh, it's a nice way to start off a weekend. And uh, it's summertime. Summertime concerts, can't beat it. Um, my wife already has reservations because it's hot and humid, and she hates the, hot, the heat and humidity. Uh, but uh, she can either come or she'll end up having to stay home. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how I, I hate to say it, but that's how I do things. So, you know. What are you going to do? Anyway, let us, um, let's move on here uh, to the final suds and duds uh, for 2021 um, because next week's show is going to be a best of. Uh, it'll be four uh, interviews from earlier this year that I'm going to play. Uh, I might do a little, uh, you know, something uh, kind of, you know, commemorating the, the start of the new year, but I'm probably not. I think I'm just going to do uh, a best of of, of four of uh, the best interviews that we've done uh, so far this year. And then I'll be back with a new show um, uh, the uh, second week of January. Uh, be, uh, I'll be back on the air here with the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. And before I get to all the beers, I cannot thank everybody enough uh, for this program. Uh, the management here at AM 970, The Answer. Uh, obviously, uh, Mary Papuyo, our, our, my, uh, the sales girl who re- represents uh, the program and gets the advertisers. Uh, the folks from Source Brewing and the folks from Bolero Snort, thank you for your advertising. Appreciate it. Michael's of Brooklyn as well. Um, all you guys uh, are great, and thank you for supporting the program. I very much appreciate it. It does not go uh, unnoticed. But let us dive into Suds and Duds before we run out of time here. Checkmate by Bradley Brew Project. This was a very tasty dark lager. My cousin Pam had given this to me um, back during Thanksgiving. I had a chance to crack it open a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it is a very, very nice uh, dark lager. And then when I was over at Flagship Brewing, when I was interviewing Jay Sykes a few weeks ago, he had given me a couple of beers. Uh, from the brewery. One of them was uh, Snug Harbor's Farmhouse Saison. Uh, this is not a beer for everybody. I will tell you that right off the bat. Um, there's some nice spice in it. It's herbal. There's some dryness on the back end of it. Um, it's some spice. It's some uh, some herbs and stuff that were grown at Snug Harbor, um, uh, sort of along the same lines of what uh, Killsborough did, but different. Um, definitely a really, really good beer. Goes great with, uh, they say it goes great with seafood. Um, I think you could probably, um, you could probably get away with, um, eating pizza with this, I think. Maybe a nice white pie with clams, I think would work well with this. It's a good beer, but it's not for everybody. If you're not into very dry, um, herbally saisons, it's probably not the beer for you. Uh, ended up uh, getting a can of It's Official from Icarus Brewing, a banging double IPA. This was the beer they put out. When they announced that they were moving to Brick, I was over at Joe Canals in uh, Island, and um, they have individual cans for sale. This was one of them, so I ended up buying one of these. This was really good. Uh, very much enjoyed that. Everything Icarus does is great. And then um, they had uh, Wild East Brewing is now has made the move over from Brooklyn into New Jersey. You can get cans of their beer or draft in New Jersey. And uh, had their acceptance. Uh, this is great. Nutty, creamy, delicious, a really nice um, Alt beer, uh, a type of beer, excellent beer. I love those types of beers. I love these classic styles that are lower in ABV where you can have a few uh, and not get super overwhelmed, which is wonderful. Uh, I Must Be Dreaming, uh, Blueberry and Peach by Timber Rails. Uh, this one I had in the can. I had actually had it on draft, but then uh, Paragon, I, where was I when I bought this? I don't remember where I was. Was I in Nosfino? I think I was at Nosfino when I bought this. Um, and I thought I didn't have it, and I should have checked my phone, and I didn't. 
Uh, but I did have it. But now that I, I've, I've had it both now on tap and in the can, it's a fantastic beer. It's really, really good. Um, definitely something that you want to um, uh, dive into if you're into uh, that kettle sour uh, type of thing. It's just a really good beer. Uh, when I was at Bolero Snort for a live broadcast a couple of weeks ago, and thanks for everybody for turning out for that. Uh, that was great. Uh, the benefit, uh, YCS Cares. In Hackensack, in the Hackensack Fire Department, people brought toys in. They got a brownie from the Lynnhurst Pastry Shop, which is great. The same brownie that they used in the beer and bake sale, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but it was great to see so many people that were at the event, got you set for the Army-Navy game. We gave away a pair of Army tickets. Uh, and it looks like uh, the partnership between YCS Cares and the Hackensack Fire Department is going to continue next year uh, with Bolero Snort. So maybe we could work with Bolero again uh, with doing something. Maybe we can put together a beer um, you know, to benefit um, the folks at YCS uh, and the Hackensack Fire Department. I think that's a great idea. Scott, if you're listening, I like that idea. It's really good. Plus, a cool apron that both breweries did. I didn't get the Bolero one. I got the Source one. Um, they did these aprons for bake sale, which is really cool. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I had a raging bull because it was National Lager Day. It's stupid us. We do a show, uh, a live show to benefit, and we, we decided we should come up with a stout because, you know, we're thinking December stouts. It's, you know, it's cold. You want something that's going to warm you up. Meanwhile, the day we did the broadcast was National Lager Day. We probably should have did a lager. I mean, I, I don't know what we were thinking. But anyway, uh, great lager uh, from Bolero Snort. The Raging Bull is fantastic. Uh, on the recommendation of my best friend's uh, girlfriend, I got the New York Cheesecake Raspberry White Chocolate. Boy, I'll tell you, thick raspberry, really, really good. Um, she really enjoyed it. And again, it's that's the type of beer that's one of those beers that people may think is not a beer, but it actually is. It's a really delicious beer. Then I had both versions of the bake sale. So I had the bake sale, the chocolate chip by source, uh, which I had bought cans of. Uh, creamy chocolate goodness on this. And they paired it with an oatmeal raisin, oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. No, no, oatmeal raisin. Oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. So you got the oats in there from an oatmeal stout. And then the chocolate. Uh, everything just kind of worked with this one. It was really nice. And then I had the uh, Bolero version of the bake sale, which is essentially a chocolate fudge brownie. Both of these beers come in at around 5.5-6%. I think, actually, I think both of them are around 5, 5.5%. They're great, easy-drinking beers. Crack open, a, you know, have a fire going, uh, you know, and just crack one of these open. Uh, I know Source does the smash pour, uh, whereas uh, Bolero's is not a smash pour. But you will not be disappointed in either of these beers. Really, really good. And then uh, the other collab that Source did that we did in conjunction with Screaming Hill, a brewery over in Cream Ridge, no farms, no beer. This is a banging beer. It is a, 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 a dunkel, uh, lager. Really, really nice. A little sweet uh, the, from the corn. It was a fantastic collaboration. It really came out good. I'm so glad that I got that we got both of these breweries together to work together. They're both farm breweries. I think it was a lot of fun. The, I know the guys at Screaming Hill had a blast. I know the guys at Source had a blast. Uh, it was just it was a good time, and I really enjoyed it very much. And I also want to thank Phil Petraka from Source for getting me a can of Good King uh, the Eighth, uh, the collab between Icarus and Source. Let me tell you something. There were some haters, apparently, that were hating on this beer because they thought it was a wasted collaboration. Now, Source's collab, uh, as of this uh, taping, has not come out yet. It is going to come out. This, the, this was the beer that was produced by Icarus at their brewery. Source is coming out with a Source Icarus beer at their brewery. It may be out already. It might not. But, you know, we'll get to those details uh, next year, as it were. Um, 
But this beer, a fantastic under 4% Pilsner. Clean, crisp, delicious. This was just a banging beer. I could suck down six of these. You're sitting watching a football game, that's the beer to have. You're with a group of friends, uh, you're having some pizzas, that's the beer to have. It was delicious. And I don't know what the haters are talking about. That was a fantastic beer. Gingerbread Mucchiato. Very nice, tasty coffee milk stout from Bolero Snort. Good hit of the cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger. The vanilla is kind of faint. The maple syrup on the back end. The vanilla is there, but you really have to work for it to, to taste it. But the cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger all kind of work together to create that gingerbread type of feel. Uh, and that little bit of maple syrup on the back end, outstanding. Blizzard of Hops from Trogues. What can I say? A tasty IPA, not short on hop, nor flavor. Excellent. And then finally... Grandiversary by Wild East Brewing, a top-notch double dry-hopped IPA, tons of flavor, a little sticky, dank, loved it. Wild East does not do a lot of IPAs, but when they do them, they do them fantastic. They're a great brewery. Definitely go visit them in Brooklyn. I'm hoping I get out there and make a little trip out there uh, very soon. As I said, folks, my thanks to everyone involved in this show, as well as my guest, Annette Fritch, the Senior Director of Product Development Manager for the Boston Beer Company, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I am off till the 4th of January. That's when I'll be back on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. Next week's beer cast will be a best of of a brand new show the following week. But I want to thank everybody. Have a happy new year. Stay safe. You know, get vaccinated. That's my opinion. Mask up if you have to. But stay safe this holiday season. Don't drink and drive. Drink responsibly. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com